wrap episode 10. It's Thursday, September 22nd, 2022. My name is Nathan Guerra. Anna Russell is next to me. I'm coming out of the U.S. of A. in Wisconsin Cheesehead Land. She's down in New Zealand. We're here to talk about all things Zwift for the last week. Racing events, tech, fashion, you name it. That's what the wrap is all about. And uh, we've got quite the show today as our guest is going to be James Bailey, someone who's come up through the Zwift community and now is working at Zwift, actually, as events manager. We are going to be talking Zwift Grand Prix, ZL, ZRL race number two. Of course, we have the jersey pick, the garage pick, and it looks like you've got some fashion in the field as well. And to start off, though, we always talk about what have we been up to for the last week? How are you doing, though? I'm doing good. I've got to say I have actually turned 40 today. So today is my birthday. This is, wait, what? <laughs> we have all this pre-production and, like, we're talking about what we're going to talk about all week. And then suddenly, like, literally, this is the first I've heard of this. The moment we open up the show. I and I, I don't even have, like, a happy birthday song ready in production or anything. Like, oh, there you we go. Like, you can do it live. <laughs> oh, I'm supposed to just sing? I yeah, know I'm supposed to it, sing. Nathan. I'm not singing. Nope, not happening. This isn't happening. Oh, my gosh. Now I'm really on the spot. Oh, chat's, uh, chat's going to be, I'm already going to be flogged now. This is, you've really started yeah, You've got the work. rest of the show. you got the rest of the show to, uh, my birthday gift could be you singing happy birthday. So you got the next uh, hour or so to do that. Build up right. the courage. I I'll know keep you can on, do it. I'll keep on warming up the vocal cords as I talk too much. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yes, that's me. I have woken up this morning and I feel completely different. No, it's, uh, it's been great. I've got a great day with the family planned and off for a weekend away from the bike at a spa retreat in a beautiful wine region of New Zealand. So going there with some friends of mine and we're just going to be getting massages and doing wine tastings. So I am very much looking forward to the weekend. Sounds like an awesome 40th celebration, man. I don't know if I did anything close to that. What did I do? I can't even remember. See, that's how memorable it was. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Uh, so the past week racing uh, yes or training what's yes. been going on well as you know from my complaining last week I had a lot of Zada to, to do last weekend and it I've got to say it broke me I saw um Katie Loka and a few people came and watched my Zada test and they would have seen that it was not fun and I think it actually um I ended up getting a little bit sick afterwards so I think I just was carrying something and yeah, it was not a good time but then um took a few days off felt pretty good hit uh ZRL um actually did the baseline ride as well for Swift Academy because realized I hadn't done anything and it's time is ticking down so I did the baseline ride ZRL and then yesterday actually while Aria was sleeping managed to get in one of those Zwift workouts as well the Zwift Academy workout wow. so yeah so I feel like I, I mean Zara kicked yeah. off the a whole lot of training oh. now for those that there may be people being introduced to the podcast that they're like Zara what like what what is this? Like what what are you even talking? Just a real quick Zwift yeah. Anti-Doping Association is what the acronym is for, right? I think so. Or something about data accuracy. I don't Data yeah, accuracy, not anti-doping. Thank you. Something along data accuracy. Exactly. But it's actually yeah. a similar idea of like making sure everything is squeaky clean on all of the uh, equipment that's being used mm -hmm. so that it's just verifying that everybody's numbers are what they ought to be. 
um, when yeah. it comes to the power you're putting out. So you go and do these tests to make sure all of your equipment essentially is reading correctly. Yeah, it's sort of reading correctly. And I guess it sets up, uh, I, I know on the Pro Peloton, they have like a biological passport. I guess this is like a, a power passport. So it kind of shows what you're capable of. And if you're doing something outside of a, a range of that, it would raise a red flag of like, mm, that race performance seems a bit out of your capability. Although I was talking to the people who are watching my Twitch stream during the Zada test that, man, I put out way more watts in a race situation than I do in sort of stale testing. Like testing, I'm sort of like, like you can put on a good song and kind of get a bit motivated, but it's not like you're chasing someone and there's that, you know, carrot. They used to do a test, which I much preferred, where you'd ride three sisters and you'd have like a one minute power. I think it was up like the Watopia KOM. And then you'd have a sprint and then a long power, sort of up epic or something. And I used to just get, you know, friends to come with me and then they would be the carrot that I could chase. You know, I'd say, go hard on that and I'll try and keep up with you. Um, but yeah, it was okay. It's It takes a lot of work. And then because I had to do other testing because I don't ride it on the roads, I had to finish my Zada and then basically head to Epic Climb and do a one minute all out, 15 second all out, three minute all out and a 10 minute all out because I had one day to do this all. So <laughs> it was Whoa. way too much for one day. And I think that's why I was just wrecked. Wow. That's intense to do it all in one go. I mean, trying to set personal best. I mean, I would shoot for a personal best on a 10 minute and just be like, I'm heading home. I'm done. Yeah. It's over. Like that's it for the day. Cause uh, those are some serious, serious efforts. So, well, good job on you. For me, obviously, Swamagon was last week. We talked a lot about there's a lot of buildup for that. I had a lot of messages, people encouraging beforehand, people talking afterwards. Um, the night before the race, I got, I thought this might happen to my kid came home sick early week last week, uh, stayed home fevered, vomiting, the whole thing, and then got to the race the night before, aches in the body. And I was like, oh, maybe sometimes I get a little achy just when I'm peaking. You know, like, I'm like, is it just that I'm like, getting really tight. You know what I mean? And I'm getting like, my muscles are just like ready to go kind of a thing. But then, um, a few of my lymph nodes really swelled up. If you do any research on that, usually that just means you're fighting a bacteria or virus. And sure enough, I got out on course and it was like, there's nothing here. You're just going backwards. And we were talking a little bit in pre-production, you know, there would have been, it would have been one thing if like I show up and it's like mediocre, you know, like in, in the psychology of it for, for how I feel about it. I got messages back and forth with a lot of different people. And I said, you know, really I've been doing this for so long that the results in the memory, like I always have this awesome memory of going and racing with who I raced with. I mean, I, I ended up finishing amongst, uh, previous champions as well, who also were just having bad, you know, a rough day or whatever. And it was great to ride with them and to see all the people. And, um, and it's way more about that. And the result a lot of time is more about what others perceive and about what I want to go for, but also like a lot of other people like notice your results too. So you're like, well, here's what happened. And, um, you know, if I would have performed though, like around or just behind my expectation or, or maybe even a couple minutes off of expectation or something, you'd be a little more freaked out, like, oh, no, did I do something wrong or whatever? But because I was so far off of what I know I'm capable of, when you start kind of, like, looking about the who and who and where you've been racing for the last month, it was, like, way more of, like, yeah, that's just been that. That There's nothing you could have done about that, Nathan. It's totally out of your control. So 
Um, but now it's just kind of getting better. I, you know, I'm racing a little bit on Zwift um, just to kind of keep the power up and keep fresh or whatever. But I'm still letting this kind of work itself out. It seems to be in the house. Uh, Gabby's feeling a little bit sick today as well. And so I think uh, it's just kind of like make sure that the Petri dish, if everybody going back to school, that's a thing, right, as a parent? They go back to school and they just like bring everything back into the house. Yeah. I um I love though, Nathan, that you say like, oh, I've been doing a bit of Zwift racing. I mean, you've been doing some pretty good racing. There's been some great results. You actually, I saw you raced in Wednesday Worlds against a Kiwi who's raced in a lot of our local Zwift series, Josh Haggerty. Looks like Hegarty. he just got you on the line. Oh, he He's went, a great sprinter. He went and I was like, no way. Like, seriously, I was like, that's not sticking. And he held it. I could not believe that he, because he went from not your normal sprint. It was more of like a Cipollini sprint, like a long drag raced out sprint. Whereas I did the more traditional sit in. I was just watching Holden. I was like, where is Holden Camus? That's all I'm thinking about. And I'm like, there's his jersey. There's his jersey. I start seeing him open up. And I'm like, if I've got a drafting power up, Holden's got 400 to 500 watts more than me. I'm trying to find his wheel and use the drafting power up. And that worked out perfectly. But Haggerty, he had just gotten a big enough gap. And two other guys, it was, it was like one other guy also had gone way early. And they held this off in Wednesday Worlds. I mean, and that field was no joke. We had 108 starters. So, so yeah, he's was, a... He's a, he flies under the radar a bit. When I saw him on the start line, I was like, awesome. He's going to go for it. Because he's an ex-professional um, cyclist here from New Zealand. And he can sprint. So I've been watching him racing in our series the last couple of years. And if he's on the start line and he's in that main pack, it's very, very hard to beat him at the end. So I was stoked to see that, uh, that he was up there. But good racing from you. I actually had, I can't remember who messaged me, but they said like, wow, it's really great to see Nathan out racing on Zwift and um he's like actually legit good. I was like, yep. <laughs> yeah. I, pre yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> I've actually thought about do I make this the main? Cause like, you know, I'm 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 using Zwift as a supplement to my in real life racing, you know, but I'm pretty dang good at the Zwift racing. I'm gonna launch a I have an edit sitting and I'm gonna do a series on the entirety of my ZRL this this season because I've never done a ZRL, right? I've always produced and commentated. And so now I'm actually participating and I'm going to do a full commentary uh, voiceover, very highlighted uh, video series for each and every one of my races. Um, and I'm like, man, I really, really like this whole, you know, I've done the whole Zwift racing thing forever, but like being a part of a league and a team and like all that stuff, I'm getting the, I don't know, juices flowing around that and really enjoying it. And so um, I appreciate that. But the, you know, I've, 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 I go this back and forth. I'm like, well, I have to commentate. I can't like just completely focus on this. And so I've always used it for supplementing the in real life. So anyways, lots of creative ideas there, what we could do about that. But I appreciate the comment hundred percent. So lots of nice. comments so about happy birthday, Anna, <laughs> that nonstop coming in right now. <laughs> well, it means uh, everyone keep voting on Nathan singing. We're going to get oh. this by the end of the show. <laughs> I will not forget that. I'll hold on to it. I, um, so talking about ZRL, before we go into our races, is um, I saw we both chimed into a, a Facebook post that came up on the WTRL mm. racing page around Power Up Lottery. And that triggered something in me because I've always thought that would be such an awesome idea. I think we had different sort of ideas on it. My idea, um, so if you haven't seen, someone sort of posted up, 
it would be a good idea to have, um, you know, you're in the start pen and you basically pick your own power-ups um, that you have for that event. So it is, um, I know there's a way that they've been able to do this because in the knockouts earlier in the year, I know we, before a race, as a team got to pick the three power-ups we wanted and we got allocated those power-ups, but they were still given out at the banners kind of in a lottery, you know, the way that we have them now. But I do like that. And I saw that uh, Martin did comment to say, this is in development. So something's in the works, but yeah, what are your thoughts, Nathan, on, you know, the power-up situation and how we can make that a little bit more fun, I guess, or dynamic in the races? Yeah, what was interesting to me in the comments, and I just want to say, like, there was very, there's, there's a very, like, dichotomous thinking here. Like, it's like one side and another side. And I tend to kind of come in and be like, what's the best side? Like, how can we get to the, what's the root, right? It's my philosophy degree coming in. It's like, what's the nature of the thing we're after? And then let's go after the best that we can find in it, right? So um, the best way that I've seen this done in esports, and I've actually suggested um, you know, there, there's, there's been, this is a long conversation, right? Like this post is seven years down the road, right? So I have some people coming in and like going like, it's like, we're talking about whether or not the AXS system is good versus the Shimano system on, on shifting. And someone came in and was like, Hey, shifters are cool. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> shifters are cool. Like we get like, so like, just so you know, like, I'm not really like taking a side other than I think that, um, this kind of thing replicates in real life gamification a lot more than people realize and that the word game goes across all sporting events. And if you get a really good look at game theory, you start to understand, oh, like the whole idea that you that we said about like, I really like chaos and jumping into the chaos and you really like order. It's just how we're ordering it. It's how we're like taking the random stuff that are thrown at us and how ordered it is up front for us. And I agree, like it's too random right now. like. To just like hit a button and then roll a dice, that's way too much luck. And like, I completely agree with that sentiment. And a few of the comments I seem to think I was like siding that like I like the way it is now. And I'm like, no, I actually don't. I think that um, I would make it even more controllable by the individual, not so much by the game where the game like would dole out suit and power up. So you'd even pick them up front. I think that we should earn them. I think that we mm. should have power to go and find, and I also think they should be more specific to your role. I think that like you may pick a role and then you go ahead and earn your power up for your role to be accentuated or to be accelerated in the race. So like, if you see where I'm going here, it's yeah. more with World of Warcraft role-playing games or like Overwatch where like you have a healer and if that healer does a really good job at healing, they get an ultimate and they can like heal everybody really fast, but they had to earn it by doing a good job at their role. So like if you were a uh, domestique and your job was to support, to bring back breaks, well, if you spent more time on the front and you brought back this break, next thing you know, you get like a mega anti-burrito, the opposite of the burrito, and you give an AOE effect to your entire team, an area of effect to your whole team, and they all get mega draft while you drive the pace, right? That would be like your thing that you earned. So like my power-up ideas are like <laughs> totally not to do with going across the banner and hitting a button and roll the dice. Like it'd be way more rewarding to you playing your role in the game that you're amongst. And it'd be totally too cycling too. It'd be like if you're a sprinter, well, if you do this or that by sitting in the draft really, really, really long time and you get 
right? Like we got the, the whole Zwift sauce thing now and we can see that we can watch the draft. Well, if you are drafting really, really well, the whole thing, then you get rewarded for sitting in really, really well. And next thing you know, your super boost arrow comes on quicker than somebody else's or something, or it's a little bit stronger or something or things like think, that. That's what I would see. Yeah. I think the only critique I would have from that is, uh, you come from quite a gaming background. So this kind of stuff is quite familiar to you. And I think this, it could be really confusing for the likes of maybe someone like me who goes on and is like, what am I doing again? How do I get this? I think like, we're not probably at that stage yet with like a mass community event for everyone to understand. Like if you look at what happened with, what did they release? It was like 18 months ago or even two years. And it was that um, power boost. And you, if you were in a sort of draft for, or you like reduced your watts and then to gain watts and then you could power boost and use those later is that what it was called it was kind of a power boost thing do you remember yeah, it was that boost and they tested mode. it yeah it was boost, boost mode. mode yeah and i tried it you could charge your boost yeah you could charge your boost and i yeah, think kind of like, that's too too complicated with, for me i was like with, yeah i could see that for sure and i wonder if it was really role specific and really cycling endemic right like that's not necessarily cycling endemic Right. Like I, this is, this is what I think is like on that front is if you chose a role and you knew exactly how to perform that role and exactly how to get the reward, it was super clear and it was completely along with what is cycling, right? Like, Oh, I mean, I don't know. Like, I know we're on a bunny trail now at this point, I'm just going in, but like the, if it were tri specific and you were to think of a power, how could you do your job really, really well? in a tri-specific way, right? Like, I don't know, would it be like, you got super, super arrow? I don't, I have no idea. What do you guys, mm. do you guys do anything at all that's gamification? <laughs> Maybe like try is not the way to no, think about this. Try is, there is not a game. Nothing is random. There's no game whatsoever. No. It's completely against yourself. Like there's. <laughs> yeah. But I like actually, I'm seeing in chat, Gina Van Rossum's come in with something. And this is actually, I think an idea that I really like is you, you can earn power-ups for your team. So there's always been like with ZRL and you're on Discord and you're chatting and you're sort of like, I've got a feather, I've got a um, anvil, I've got an arrow. There's so many times that we've said, oh, I wish I could give that to you because say I want to be able to give an arrow to Christina who will be able to use it in a sprint really, really well. Or I want to give a feather to this person to help them on this. So you, I would love it to be like a pulled power-up situation i kind of like that idea that gina said um i also like the idea of you like personally i would like it in a race is like on companion or wherever you literally just have all power-up icons at the bottom but you can only use like i think we talked about like i commented on the facebook post you can only use them at certain times or you only can use three or they gray out if you use them and so you kind of have just got it visually in front of you like okay i've got this like whole plethora of options here which one am i gonna detonate now like okay there's two climbs well i'm not gonna use i can't use the feather twice i've only got one option so when am i gonna do that um what i really dislike um i really really dislike is when they're neutralized and i know they've done this in tiny races and they did it in world champs where everybody gets a feather at a banner <laughs> yeah. everybody gets i just like absolutely hate it i'm like just 
don't do power ups if you're going to do it that way. I just, I don't think it works. It always gets me super frustrated because I'm like, everyone's got the same thing here. Who cares? So I don't know if I'm the only one who thinks that. The other thing that's kind of riled me up is um, the Grand Prix, which is kicking off tomorrow. The bikes are neutralized, which is kind of boring. <laughs> like, this is the part where I'm like, is this, oh, this is what riles me up. Is this a game or are we trying to like give everyone a participation certificate? Like, so I, I agree. I, I, I completely yeah. agree with you. I completely agree with you on that front. But because we have, um, in real life teams representing their brands in game as well, then you have a conflict of interest where someone has to ride a certain bike. They can't just pick the best bike for their situation. And so they're stuck with a bike that doesn't necessarily represent what it could do in real life, right? But in game, it's a slower piece of equipment. So I agree 100% that with the options we have in front of us right now, will neutralize things. Maybe trying to replicate in real life brands with professional or top end racing in game, there might be another way to go about this then, right? Like maybe we remove brands from, or, or Zwift removes brands from that level. Like we just don't have them mm -hmm. or, you know what I mean? Because that's the only reason that that exists. I think the neutralization is because I don't know if it's the only reason, but I think most of the people who are behind this, from my understanding, they like the gamification and the picking of a bike that could be better and getting smart about your strategy and tactic. They're all about strategy and tactic. Look at what's happening with parkour pickers tomorrow, right? But yeah. th th I think it's just the brand thing and not wanting to make a certain team that has to ride a certain bike that's sponsored by this brand at a disadvantage just because of that in real life sponsorship. And that's something that they got to solve. And I don't know what yeah. the, the, the solution there is, you know, in order to neutralize those uh, market interests, right. That are getting in the way of yeah. being able to compete this way. Yeah. I, so I totally get the reasoning. I just don't like it because oh, I with think, you. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I get the reason. Um, I mean, maybe it's a situation like, what was it? Walt Vanard at Cyclocross, he just rides a blacked out bike. You don't know what he's on because he didn't have a cross bike before Savello bought out a cross bike, particularly for him and for Mariana Voss, you know. So do you, you know, just black out the brands in it and people can pick it? I don't know. It's just, I think that needs to get solved because- <laughs> I like I don't see know, all gaming. of these Zwift bikes with just like black on them. Like, like they just like- <laughs> <laughs> Like, you know exactly what the bike is, but there's just a black line going yeah. across. <laughs> but this is the, I mean, you're, a, you know, gaming. So I'm going to give an analogy here. That's probably completely wrong. But when you look at gamers and they're doing a, a tournament, I would anticipate none of the equipment they can get is neutralized. Part of the game is that that is their competitive advantage. And the difference with gaming is that the teams are sponsored by like gaming equipment. So the team is sponsored by, I don't know, a PC brand or, a, you know, Elgato or something like that. They're not sponsored by like a gun manufacturer and they have to have <laughs> that particular gun 
in the game. Do you get what I mean? So it yeah, just doesn't, totally. it's a game. I, I think this is where we're seeing like in real life is kind of being pegged into a game and it has a, it impacts the gamification a little bit sometimes. Anyway, rant over from me on that. Yeah, it's interesting also the skins versus, you know, you have the skins versus the, um, you know, the whole fashion side of things. Because this comes up a lot in games as well, where you have really cool looking weapons or, you know, tools or whatever it might be. And then they don't get any kind of, you know, because you create a pay to win situation or a grind to win situation rather than just your skills showing off. Right. So like if I grind to get the Tron bike and the Tron bike is the fastest bike, then I show up on the line, but now I'm playing an RPG. I'm not playing a racing game because my role-playing game might buff me on the Tron, but that doesn't mean it should buff me in a race, right? Like, cause what I went and did a bunch of work to earn something, but that doesn't mean that in this race situation, I should be faster. So, I mean, this is a whole, we'll have another episode on this, everyone. It'll be a lot of fun. <laughs> because we, we're going down we'll need to get no it'd be cool to get one of the game devs in too or maybe even john and mayfield himself or somebody i want to hear their opinion like about where they're going on this i mean great future topic so uh we'll get to our jersey pick garage pick and uh, maybe a few other things on grand p and stuff in a little bit because our guest is here james bailey I want to welcome him to the program james welcome to the program uh, absolutely awesome to have you here. James is Zwift Events Operations Specialist at Zwift. He's also come up through the Zwift community in relationship. You've probably heard of him maybe uh, with past management with the herd and a lot of racing event organization with them. Uh, James, welcome to the program. You want to just real quickly uh, give us a little introduction about yourself in, well, in real life, now you're with Zwift, but maybe a little bit prior to that as well. Hey everyone! Happy birthday, Anna! Um, oh, so, <laughs> um, do we need to sing together to get Nathan um, on board? Oh my goodness! <laughs> James is James has even put me on the spot now, man. <laughs> um, so my 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 story in terms of Swift. So um, I hit thirty, and then very quickly discovered I couldn't eat and drink everything I wanted without putting on a vast amount of weight. So we're talking um, about 30 years old, not level 30 in Zwift. We're talking about... We, we, <laughs> I thought level 30. <laughs> um, we're both so such Zwifters. I, we're like, level 30? Wait, what? <laughs> so I spent most of my 30s getting heavier. Um, and I'm not from a cycling background. So age 37, um, I bought my first bike in probably 20 years um and started cycling up and down the canal um could only really do that the weekend because of time constraints with the, the job i had at the time so i bought an exercise bike to ride after work fairly quickly got bored with staring at a wall pedaling um and saw an advert for zwift on facebook um spoke to my cousin who was kind of like my go-to for everything cycling and he told me what i needed to get so I joined Zwift in, I think it's January 2018. Um, tried a couple of group rides. Um, one didn't go well. Found another one went really well. Um, and that was with um, the Herd, who were Zwift beginner racers, uh, Zwift beginner riders at the time. So joined them, um, did a bunch of group rides. And then a little bit later in the year, I, I tried racing for the first time. Um, it was 
two laps of Greater London Flat, and I think it's around about April 2018, came dead last by about 10 minutes, um, and gave up racing for a while, and then thought I'd try it again with a few other members of a group, and had a really, really good time. Um, so there, there was basically like a core group of us within the herd who would start racing together. Like every, I think it's every Wednesday, we did the um, WKG Mini Crit. Um, and that was always loads of fun. And then we started trying to organize other group rides and races. And we did WTRL's first official TTT um, with two teams. Um, I think we had Herd of Tigers and Herd of Honey Badgers. Um, and then I was asked if I'd look after herd racing in general. And we just started building, building and building more and more different events to the extent that we had about 35 over the course of a week. And, and that all then, started in 2018, 2019 then? Yeah, pretty much like? so. Um, I, I ran I ran herd racing from, I think it was April 2019 up until a couple of, couple of months ago. Gotcha. So a, a fair old stint. Um, and then uh, Mark Cote from the... Um, content programming team at Zwift um, reached out and asked if fancy to chat and here I am. <laughs> nice, nice. And I think, uh, you know, when it comes to all of the things, events in the background, I'm not sure that the community gets the sense of what kind of workload that is. I've been working with Zwift for obviously quite a long time and I've seen a couple of different event management um, uh what's the word protocols or ways that it was happening and different individuals around that and i know that that person i didn't envy them i'll just say it that way <laughs> like i didn't like the amount of and and the different forms and ways in which events were being requested or not requested or how they were happening and getting put on i mean it's been um you know really interesting to see i mean i and then, like, even the introduction of events, there was a time when events weren't even a thing on Zwift, you know, and uh, I'm not sure if you were around at that time with Zwifting or were events always a thing when you first started Zwifting, James? So, so when I first started Zwifting, events were a thing, but it was back in the time where each organizer had their own spreadsheet and they would fill in that spreadsheet each week. And then a member of the, uh, the Zwift events team would individually go through each spreadsheet and update those events. Yeah, so no Whereas portal, now, no like software or anything supporting it, this whatsoever. It, exactly. So I, now, now it's a little bit different in the, um, for any event change request, there's a form the organizer can fill in, but they also have access to the portal where they can do a lot of that management themselves as well. Gotcha. That takes yeah, off a I know, huge uh, amount of workload. Go ahead, Anna. Firsthand, um, yeah, I wanted James on the show because he has helped me immensely and has been super uh, just awesome when I've been organizing this Oz Cycling series on the on the phone and helping me out. And I could see I'm creating workload for him and there's probably a hundred or so people like me all around the world who are creating workload. So, yeah, it's very much appreciated because the events um, – I've noticed anyway in the last, you know, couple of years that I know, James, that you had a lot to do with the races I did, which were the Shiris um, through Herd, which I really liked, um, all the formats, and they always seemed quite innovative. So when I went to do them, I was like, oh, this is exciting. This is like a little bit different. And I think, um, you know, you're perfect for this role. And I'm, I was keen to get your insights into 
how Zwift has evolved from an event perspective. Because I've seen, I've been on a lot less than you guys, only two or three years. And already I'm like, whoa, this is exciting, different. We've got tournament styles. We've got points at banners. We've got just all these different formats. So what's your take from sort of seeing it from the inside out about this evolution? Um, so I, I, I think it's really gone from where everything was a scratch race. So first person over the line wins wins the event. Um, you then had a bit of a move more towards points races um, with Zwift Power giving you the ability to score races pretty much however you feel like. So first across the line, fastest through the segment, however however many points for the winner, second place and third place and so on. Um, and there are a couple of groups. Um, I think uh, Martin Bjorkvik, um, uh, um, SZR was probably one of the first to do that. Um, I then pretty much copied his idea because I thought it sounded really fun. Um, and I, ra- I ran a whole load of points races. Um, I heard Summer Racing League was a series of uh, fastest free segment um, segments with um, you get finish points at the end as well. And then um, for context, my working at an American company has also meant that I've lost the ability to pronounce the letter Z properly. Um, so I'm going to say ZRL because that's how I say it at work. Um, but ZRL came out um, and then everyone wanted a points race every single request we got on races were i want segment points how do i make this happen and that that went probably a good year 18 months um and then we started to get a few new few new things as well so you've got your um like SZR and TFC both do split category races to try and reduce the size of the categories to make it even more competitive and then recently um going to mispronounce his surname, um, Eric Slangy and um, OTR have almost simultaneously come up with the same concept at the same time with the Tiny Races and OTR's um, Snap, Crackle and Pop, where you'll race four races inside an hour, reg- regret your life decisions very, very quickly, but also have a great time the moment it's finished. But every second up to that, it's absolute horror. And now on top of that, even what we see happening tomorrow, do you see this as the next step? Because tomorrow, I was th- I, I was actually um, in the car this morning on the way back from a meeting. I was chatting with Gabriella a little bit about like, whoa, Grand Prix is tomorrow. And how are they going? I actually said out loud, like, I'm commentating this. I'm a part of all the productions and everything, but how are they going to do this? I was like, they're going to place avatars here, there, bam, 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 bam. Like there's going to be a lot going on in management of this event. I mean, there's a, uh, there's just a lot of heavy lifting going on. I would think in the background to make grand prix, but I also see this as needed to get this uh, next step of like tournament style coming forward and, different ways of managing how do you get this idea of competition and winning happening within the tournament esports slash cycling virtual world spaces um so i haven't had a massive amount of involvement in swift grand prix that's really been sean johnny and simon um but one one of one of the things we wanted to do was to give the competitors the opportunity to give their direct feedback and we're going to do this elite level racing series 
what do you want to happen? Um, so there's been a really good collaboration between both Swift and the, the race leaders to determine what sort of events they have. And the, um, the parkour, I think, is going to be really exciting, just given the ability to say to your racers, okay, what's your best course? Do we stick you on your best course? Or do we try and save you, save you to the end if you're our best racer, even if it's not the best course for you? But actually, we really need you to get these points at the end of the series to try and allow us to win. Um, in, in terms of the, the amount of work that's involved in actually producing the event, it's phenomenal. Um, like viewers will probably remember the elimination events. Well, there isn't really the functionality within Zwift to do elimination events. It's all someone tied directly into the game database at the time calling out, okay, who needs to drop out on Discord? Um, and you're doing that for probably two, three hours, and there's just an awful lot of work involved, which thankfully I don't have to do. So, James, I guess a question on that, because it came up in our uh, team Discord actually yesterday. I was like, oh, this could be quite good to talk to you about. Is it's with this Grand Prix, I mean, Zwift is kind of going with a um, style of test it. Did we lose? Sorry, test. Yeah, there we go. I'm back. Uh, we're kind of going with a style of test it at the premier level and see how it goes. So kind of using the, the premier division as that the guinea pigs. Or do you think, some people are asking, would it have been better to have this in the community first, test it through all the community racing, you know, break, break it essentially, see what works, what doesn't, and then build it up to the top? Or do you think this kind of, it's better with the trickle down approach to sort of try it, see if it works, and then get it out into the community? I think that there's a couple of points there. I mean, um, firstly, in terms of being able to gauge how popular these things are, um, if you do it at the top level, more people will watch. So you can get an idea of how much are people enjoying watching these events. And if everyone hates it, we know that we probably don't want to incorporate that into our um, project roadmap for the future. Whereas things like the the elimination events from um, the last series we did which like the sprint races in crit city were vastly popular we, we may be able to um, include that in at a future stage um i'm personally um absolutely fine with trying innovative um race formats at elite level really just because of the amount of people that view them and then get really engaged and really excited about potentially in the future being able to do that in community races as well okay i like that i get that i get the point yeah it's sort of i i tend to agree with you i think this is better to get the engagement first and people seeing it because if it happens in the community and it's not broadcast it's very very hard to get feedback and sort of accurate data on numbers of people watching or how people have enjoyed the experience i agree with you there james i think that's a um a really good point yeah and there is that communal like is this working is this being understood are there too many questions around it and like even somebody being able to watch it and understand it and then get around that that's a really good point is where i mean zwift community live right like i've kind of been like hey we want to try stuff let's do this let's do that and let's broadcast and throw it out there and and um, but I definitely see 
that side of like this is a controlled environment where you can test out new things and making those who are most invested in racing which would be your top teams almost like partnering in that in a way that really informs it i mean that's probably one of the best ways that you could uh create this awesome you know space of sharpening things up so i definitely think that's a a great way to go about it i i think that there's also the point that at that level um everyone's going to be bought into the process and they're going to fully comprehend the formats that they're racing in um you will quite often see that if someone has entered a points race for example um without realizing it's a points race it might be a race where you only score points based on segment times but they haven't realized this and they've gone flying off the front straight away not realizing actually let's conserve some energy for this hill that's coming up um i I think there's often a risk of overcomplicating things um whereas if we're able to broadcast this first and it is something we decide to implement later late, um, later on our project cycle that people have already bought into it they've got a good understanding as to what's happening and you're going to have more people understanding the concept of a race yeah absolutely i agree with that i think um yeah, well, I'm racing in them, so I'm super excited. I think it's a, a great new evolution, and I love the tournament style. It's very gamey. I think it's pretty cool. I think um, another question I had for you, James, was around another evolution I've seen in the last couple of years. When I first got on Zwift, if I wanted to do a race, I'd just go into Companion. Usually it was like the 3R races were sort of seemed to be on really regularly, and I'd just enter a race sort of haphazardly. Um, then I kind of saw that there was this Kiss Race series and then there was the Herd series and then sort of now we've got, you know, ZRL, I say Z, then I've got ZRL, um, which is, you know, kind of a behemoth of events. I guess the question for you is how big of a role do the community events still play or do you see just a few big players coming in and that's going to be the event landscape going forward um i think community organizers have a massive role to play in the the overall availability of races on zwift um in terms of our overall strategy from a competition team we have obviously we we do have zwift grand prix and that there is um zrl but our monthly racing happens at the same time every day every week um it's a very set theme um so this month we have get rolling um a bunch of rolling events uh next month is race like a champ so that's going to be on either courses that are being um, used in real life uci events or uh, virtual uci events um and still keeping the same sort of theme that you've got an hour you've got 10 minutes to warm up probably max of 35 minutes for race but you still got time to cool down and have a really quick shower before your next meeting um and we still absolutely look to the the community to fill in what is essentially a very large gap um it's a really really set type of race that we put on um whereas there are people who want to go and climb up a hill for an hour or they want to do a hundred kilometer race. Um, they miss the, the crit city races that used to be on. So we'd encourage organizers to look for the gaps and put on races that aren't 
like the ones that we're doing just to avoid everything being the same um put on crit city races put on climbing races put on longer races points races and I, I i think that event organizers in the same way that i think event leaders are so crucial to zwift and building the community because without the community you're just pedaling around not really talking to anyone um it's it's such an important facet of zwift i really like that point that you just made about Zwift's genre of events that you're putting on are very specific to this idea of like jump on, get your workout in and then jump off and go on, you know, go on with your day. Like it's kind of like the a la carte, pick it up, you know, and go. And, uh, you know, you can see that in even, I know Zwift Racing League takes a lot of management from a team perspective, but even that is like same time every week and it's going to be less than an hour that's taken, right? The, the individual racing as well. On, you know, I'm doing Wednesday Worlds, obviously, and I've set that time aside every week at 1.10 p.m. I'm showing up. I'm doing that race. That's our thing. That's our crew. And I've kind of got this crew around it or whatever. Same. And that's the, the idea of this. I'm seeing that. And then even in the, in the Grand Prix, it's a little bit different. And that's a whole other experiment place. But um, then the shout-out is like, hey, what the community has always wanted is to get creative, bring in other genres, find other niches that people want to do things with in Zwift and go for it. Whereas you guys have said, this is the area that we're going to really serve, but the community has always wanted to do some really creative artwork with racing essentially. So have at it is what it sounds like is what I'm hearing you say, James. Yeah, absolutely. And like some of the very, very best community events are the ones that are innovative. Um, Thinking of things like uh, Flamme Rouge Racing, uh, Flamme Rouge Racing um, at the split categories, the introduction of points racing, the community's always been really, really innovative in getting more Zwifters to try out their new fun things. Um, and there's definitely been sort of like a drift away from your scratch racing. Um, but really just like heart back on and what I was saying just now, the community play a massive role in keeping racing on Zwift fun and exciting. So before, if you go, look, ahead, Anna. go ahead, sorry. Oh. I was just going to say, you know, looking forward, because in my mind, the evolution has been very quick, you know, and I'm looking forward, you know, crystal ball stuff here. Two years, you know, we're sitting here on the podcast talking to you again. Like, what do you think's going to change? What do you see? And you go, you know, there is great stuff happening in this space. I think this kind of racing will be key. What are your thoughts? Um, so firstly, and fingers crossed, um, everything is results-based. Um, there are no 20-minute power-based categories. Um, everything is categorized based on how you've performed within your events. Um, a lot of it depends on the actual development of a game, which I'm afraid I'm not privy to know what is going to happen um in two years time um obviously hope for that hopefully there's development and absolutely certain there will be um i think there'll be a lot of innovation around results-based cats um and combining let's say and i certainly don't know if this is actually going to be the case let's say there are 10 different categories numbered one to ten um being able to combine categories in races um and I, th I think the community is such that 
they will always have great ideas and they may well come up with some ideas and think we think wow that's really really cool we're going to bring that into the game um <laughs> honestly other than that i have no idea well you 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 hit the the uh, we'll leave that one alone but as soon as i hear result based anything i my ears per perk up and i'm like okay <laughs> here we go here we go <laughs> so but we'll we'll leave that one alone from here james uh, it's been absolutely awesome to have you on and i hear tons of well i see tons of chatter coming through from all kinds of people saying moo um, that might be all the singing that you're getting out of me today, but, um, and as a shout out to the whole herd community, they obviously absolutely love you. And before we even went live, a lot of people were saying, so glad you guys are having James on going to be a lot of fun to see it. I saw a lot of hype about it. So obviously the community really appreciates all the work you put in and super appreciates the work you continue to put in over at Zwift. So thanks a lot for jumping on with us, James. We really take, uh, appreciate your time and we'll see you out on Zwift soon. That's great. It's been an absolute pleasure. All right. Cheers, James. Cheers. Well, so Thank you. awesome. Anna, James Bailey, uh, obviously when it comes, I just want to say that when it comes to the development of the community, Zwift events, racing specifically, you know, you wouldn't have known that this person and their work that they've put in, in a uh, community organization was such a major mover to bring people around it and make them like a part of this Zwift culture, essentially. Yeah. And I mean, one thing when we started this podcast is we wanted to showcase people in the community. And I think James is one of the best showcases you can have, you know, he's, he's come up through the community and put in the hard yards on a volunteer basis to put on amazing events, got recognized for that by Zwift and now works his ass off to put these events on. Like I know firsthand the work he puts in because we're at different time zones. So I'll often message in the morning, he's responding and it's probably 10 o'clock at night. So, you know, an absolute asset um, to Zwift to have him on board and just always friendly and helpful. I mean, I couldn't stress that enough. Like he's just, you know, he's, I've probably asked some really stupid questions and he's just, you know, comes through with a nice answer. There's no sort of like, are you serious? Like, come on. He's just an absolute pleasure to work with. So yeah, stoked that he could come on the show. And it was great to get his insights uh, into what, you know, could be evolving in the community. And there was a lot of chat coming through too. So yeah, it was, it was good to hear about the event space. I like it, especially with, you know, the excitement that we're going to see tomorrow with uh, the brand new innovations in the event space. You can only echo uh, what you said there. Every interaction I've had as well, very much um, on top of it, get things done and always a pleasure to work with. Well, so what's coming up, obviously, for the weekend for you, it's been... Oh, should we uh, do the fashion? Whoa, thank you. Almost forgot. We skipped over that section of the Rona show. Wow, how? Ouch. Oh. I almost forgot the fashion. How, Man. Nathan? It's so important. <laughs> That's why everyone tunes in. It's the only reason everyone tunes in is for the fashion. The jersey pick <laughs> of the week. Man, I feel bad like because it had a dropout this week. Poor Katie Loker. Did you see that? Oh, no. No, she had yeah, a dropout. This EMEA. We were, we, she didn't even go for the first sprint in Park Perimeter. Backed off and missed 14. 
you know, didn't do nothing. We're we're hyping up. Here we go. This is going to be the second sprint, and this is where all the FTS and all the FAL come through, and bam, with like 2K to go, she's sitting on the sidelines with zero oh. watts. And I was like, are you kidding me? I wouldn't even be surprised if this was Katie, but I see a pink head- headband on, so I think that's your avatar in the Electric Spirit <laughs> This Comfort is me. Yes, and this is a bit of a shout-out to Katie who said, what about the Electric Spirit jersey? And I... I've paired it nicely here with the uh, chapter Toa orange detailing. Um, I'm not usually a fan of orange, as everybody knows, but I do quite like this one because they've mixed it up with the kind of white stripes on the back. I know that I think Electric Spirit is a gin company coming out of Scotland because uh, we talked to the uh, team manager of that crew. But yeah, I do like this kit, especially from the angle here from above, because when you're doing commentary or production, this is the angle you see mostly. And it just it really does kind of pop and looks nice simple um the design carries through into the shorts paired here with the white socks and the white shoes so yeah it's a simple nice kit i mean i would prefer not orange but i think that's the branding color but it still looks pretty good creamsicle dave called it creamsicle this past do you have creamsicle you know what cream do you have you know that's not a Uh, thing ice cream (laughs) oh man What's happening in New Zealand? Okay, the creamsicles are kind of like ice cream, but they're like a, a, a kind of an in-between treat. Anyways, that they usually have like an orange flavor to them. And they, this looks like a creamsicle. Like this is, uh, anyways, it is food. <laughs> it is food. Yes, it's definitely food. Okay. Chat, chat, the help me out here that you know what, what creamsicle is. Help me define creamsicle for Anna, please. All right, next up, our garage pick. <laughs> is what is this thing here anna and what, what who ah, are these people so this was, That's you <laughs> and people. like yeah, are, who are these people <laughs> some randoms yeah this was me doing the baseline ride and if anyone for all those people who tuned into twitch they would have seen that half of my baseline ride was going in to take photos of all the different bikes and the kit and fixing up my stream and i was very distracted uh but I did uh, quite like this bike. So you do, this is the Canyon Aero Road 2021, but with the really cool like stars and pink paint jobs. This is what you get if you finish uh, the Zwift Academy, which I'm desperately trying to do. Uh, This is a great bike paint job. I know in real life, I've really, really liked how this looks. And so, um, yeah, to see it in game, you can kind of just, uh, if you're doing your Zwift Academy, take a close up of the side view of the bike because the, the navy blue part of it actually has like constellations and stars on it. So it looks really nice. So yeah, that's my garage pick is I uh, get that paint job because it will pair nicely with a whole bunch of uh, different kits as well. And I like it. It looks amazing, actually. I do see some chatter coming through that people want this bike skin so bad, and I can see exactly why. That is a really good-looking bike skin to be having on that canyon there. So uh, go after that, people. Wow. I mean, love the the pairing there. That's the garage pick of the week. Now, what is this video that you sent me, Anna? Fashion in the field. I see something about... Pink video, Kate Spicy. I don't know what those four words mean together. Should I just play this through? <laughs> play the video, and I think my commentary is over at mine and Jethro. Oh, so man. Play it All right. Let's see what happens here. With her kit selection. Oh, she... Jethro. <laughs> when we were on the men's race i was busy trying to find out who is this rider in this kit 
every week she is knocking it out of the park i was actually going to try and find her details to message her after this and say spot on like and not only that i don't know if you know this jethro the two-tone tron so if you look yes, at Tron, she oh. very, very well. I don't know what kit that is. Poxy, Roxy. It's Roxy. That is a, it's a surf brand, right? That's a special unlock. <laughs> so what? What was happening there, Anna? Oh, so this was the um, Zwift, uh, the Oz Cycling Racing League that's been running for the last six weeks, and Kate Spicy has turned up every week in a different kit, and every week looks phenomenal and last night i was like that is it like the first thing i saw when we started production was that kit and i was clicking through all the rides trying to find out who it was it looked so good i don't even know if anyone in chat knows how do you get that roxy kit i have never seen that kit in game really? and You've she, never seen uh, it before. i've never seen it never seen it so it's all pink and it's got i'm pretty sure it says roxy on it which is an australian surf brand which is bizarre, or an American surf brand. So I'm not sure if it is Roxy, but someone's got to tell me what that is because I want it and I bet I can't get it, which is going to be really devastating. She'd paired it with a two-tone Tron. She had the pink socks perfectly matched. Um, I've actually sent her a message on Instagram because I was just so impressed how she has done her fashion every week. Yeah, so it's the sort of... um, it's not even a hot pink. It's like a dusky pink with just Roxy written on it. It's just beautiful. Like, looks amazing. So, Kate Spicy. Uh, you don't even know how to Vegas. get this? Like, that is, like, nah. unheard of, Anna. I know. Like, That's why you could hear on that commentary, I was losing my mind. I was like, what is this? I've never seen it. I want it. And I'm always impressed by people who put in a lot of work into their fashion choice. So, fashion in the field this week. Kate Spicy out of the uh, Oz Cycling Racing League looking amazing see these are the easter eggs right here this is why you show up for the rap because i mean this is your top secret gamification where did this come from somebody figure it out let us know how do you get this and the next thing you know everybody's going to be like going after that mission like right like that's like the thing now is like how do we open up each one of these awesome little um spice a little bit of spice to the fashion that we have um seeing a little bit of chatter coming through here about different ways to unlock different kits here good to see that coming through now <laughs> as we're uh, chatting kate spicy nice job so that's going to be our fashion for the week i believe before, we got anything else yes no that's it but i do before we go today i want us each to pick who we think is going to win what team is going to win the grand prix tomorrow so we're gonna make our picks. I mean, this is a spot. big. I'm <laughs> I know. completely on the spot. Here's the thing, Anna. Okay, like I've gone through the teams and like pre-production and all this stuff, and like I'll be spending tomorrow morning going through all the teams a whole lot more and everything. You've been like sitting and like, who's my competition? Like you've been in the mode, like a totally different mode about this. Okay, so you're going first because I because I'm I. I've not been in the same mindset of like, I have to destroy my enemies and I have to know what their weaknesses are. So you've been sitting around studying all of these people. No, well, this is the men's race. So to be fair, like, I I have no idea about the teams here. So I think we're on even footing here. Now I'm kind of going with two in mind. So I like next because it's got James Barnes, who is a, I know South African, but Kiwi at heart. Um, 
so there's next presented by insure and then there's also aero who i've seen a lot of them racing lately and they're dedicating man that's like four in the morning for them to get up and race so that impresses me too obviously i would have gone saris no pins but they um are not unfortunately able to race they've just got a whole lot of other commitments on uh people having babies and getting married and things like that over the season but if I'm going to go between Aero and Next, do you know what? I'm going to go Aero. I'm Woo! going to go Team Aero. Whoa. That's a big Team Aero. Really? Interesting. And tomorrow, did they, are there like some top secret new riders on Aero? What's going on here? Like what, what kind of information do you got here is what I'm wondering, Anna. I'm going to have to take a look at the uh, – the start line tomorrow. We'll have the I'll have the names uh, of each individual tomorrow, I believe. Um, but uh, it'll be interesting to see or, or, or that are on the team. I won't have, I don't think, the picks until they're actually in the pens. Um, but, man, so what sticks out to me in the list. So, I'm, you know, we got Abus Lacole, Errol Castelli, by, presented by Elite, Coalition Alpha, Hexagon, Callus presented by Wahoo Burke. We've got Movistar. Next, presented by Insured. Saris is not in there. That's going to be Team SZ instead. Toyota Cryo RDT, Wahoo Lacole, and Velocio. Ouch! That is, a, that is like, I mean, I just read through that, and I have a couple, like, stand out to me, but then I'm like, well, Wahoo Lacole, though. Well, Toyota RD, Cryo RDT, though. And, oh, like, I'm like, ah, man, tough. Um, really, really tough. I'm going to, on the win? And we've never seen Parco Pickers, man. I like to win so bad. Like we saw what happened when we did the Tour de France Femex Swift because I just like sat all night for like three hours making my picks in order to make that team. And now I'm like, oh, this is really, really, really hard. I'm gonna go with, and I want to say Castelli for some reason. I don't know why. Like I, ha I saw what they were doing this past, but they they just are kind of out of control with their moves. I'm gonna say Abus Lacole tomorrow. I'm gonna say Abus Lacole. Let me go with Avis Nicole. Okay. Yeah. There Abis we go. Now, I don't know who's showing line. up. I'm not, I don't know who's showing up though. Like, that's the other thing is like, these teams might have, their rosters might be totally different from what they have been, right? Like, I have no clue what's coming into here. So, I'm just going off of what I've known of those teams and the brands and how committed they are. I mean, I'm maybe going to be kicking myself for not saying Next Presented by Short or Wahoo Lacole or Toyota Crowder T. Those ones are in the back of my head. But I'm jumping with Abel Sokol because they stand out to me right now. They're probably so. Anyways, that's done. Okay, done. we've got Over. some bold calls. Ouch! And I think they are bold calls. I think they are bold calls. All right. So what's coming up for the weekend for you, Anna? Besides the picks for the Grand Prix that uh, you just you're obviously gonna be watching the Grand Prix tomorrow. But what's the rest of the weekend happening? Uh, well, like I said, I actually won't be because I'll be busy having massages and drinking wine. So oh, uh, I okay. will be nowhere near Zwift, unfortunately. I will watch that when I get back or I'll check the uh, my Discord and see what's happened. But yeah, I am You're just resting? Relaxing. You're just resting all yeah, weekend? doing nothing. I might okay. do like some running or some, but to be fair, it's not really a high priority. It's mostly hanging with my friends and chilling out. I've got big big Zwift racing happening next week without the women's Grand Prix. So next week will be a bit more full on. So I'm, I'm very much looking forward to uh, some sleep-ins and not a bike in sight. 
Right on. Well, if I'm feeling well enough, I'll do the tiny races and then some steady training on Sunday and some sort of probably Zwift way later in the day. My daughter has a Nike race uh, that she really, really wants to get to. It's a little ways away, so we're still trying to figure out are we doing like a water park with the boys and then also going to the Nike. Nike is the national MTB series here uh, slash state series here that she's been participating in. So um might be doing some driving to get to an event and then uh spending some awesome time doing i think i'll get the tiny race series in though in the morning prior to taking off to the uh mtb mtv event so that's what's going on with me obviously grand prix tomorrow and uh, do we do it happy birthday to you happy birthday to you happy birthday dear anna happy birthday to you you got it out of me anna you got it out of me <laughs> that was beautiful thank you i'll take that with my heart all day <laughs> absolutely awesome well thanks everybody for tuning in for episode number 10 if you want to check out all of these podcasts they are available anywhere that you can download a podcast to get the audio version this will be uploaded to the uh, places you can get a podcast uh, as soon as possible after we are done being live. Here we've been live on Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Make sure to follow, subscribe, comment on any of your favorite places to watch live streams. We'll be back for episode 11 next week. We'll see you for the Grand Prix tomorrow on all of Zwift's live spaces. And as always, everybody, thanks for tuning in and right on.